secret art of business? The creative side of our brain and the business side of our brain may seem like two separate entities, but they are actually interconnected and complementary. The creative side of our brain can bring fresh and innovative ideas to the table, while the business side of our brain can turn these ideas into practical and profitable solutions. By tapping into both the creative and business side of our brains, we can find a balance between risk-taking and practicality, leading to more success and fulfillment in both our personal and professional lives. I'm Katherine Lane Klein, entrepreneur and creative person, and in this podcast, we will hear success stories from people that are doing exactly that, and hopefully giving you ideas of how you can too. Welcome to the Secret Art of Business, and today I am very excited to have my very dear friend, Mary Korn, on because, you know, we are kind of in similar businesses, but you have gone down a path that is just so great and welcome. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. Um, Mary, can you tell us a little bit about your business, about Pearl Interactive Network? Yes. So we are what's called a for-profit social enterprise. I get government contact center contracts and we're for-profit social enterprise because from the day we started, we always gave hiring priorities to people with barriers to work, disabled vets, veterans, military spouses, people with disabilities, and people living in geographically challenged areas. And uh, when COVID happened, suddenly the whole call center world went virtual and it was, I couldn't have asked for anything better because it really helped explode our business. So we have about 1,100 employees in 29 states and they're good jobs that we're giving. They're government jobs. So they're typically year after year jobs and we give benefits. Oh, yes. And, and, and career pathways so that there's growth. Yes. And I mean, I think, you know, that is, you know, granted it's a business, but it's also a very noble cause helping many of these people that would not normally have a chance or an opportunity to have a full-time job with benefits in a way that doesn't interfere with their, their disabilities. Yes. And when you remove the barrier of transportation and you remove the barrier of childcare, oh, yeah. you are leaving an opportunity for people with in all kinds of circumstances that would be struggling to pay their bills. And the pandemic showed all of us what some of those barriers are like because we oh. were into situations to work from home and not have childcare and everything else. So we got a little taste of what some people just deal with every day, yes. regardless of what's yes. going on in the world. True story. Um, how did you get into this? Uh, I'm really glad you asked because, uh, <laughs> Catherine, that, uh, I actually interviewed you for a book that I'm doing. And so yes. you're going to ask me the question about what do I do for fun? I've been writing this book and I've been speaking about the fact that, um, uh, long story short, I was fired from a job as a single mom, completely lost, could not find a job. And uh, through, uh, uh, okay, so we're going to talk about some woo-woo stuff, but I was taking a walk down an alley and I was praying really hard to God. And I said, I am so lost. I am on my knees. I beg you, help me mm -hmm. figure this out because I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet. I need some help here. And I actually heard a whisper, and the whisper was, 
contact medical associations. So I called medical associations not knowing what I was doing, and I left. I did. I asked for informational interviews, and I asked. So these informational interviews is when you schedule to meet with someone who's doing something that you want, you think you want to be doing, and all you're asking is for 20 minutes to understand what they do, so you could understand how you could segue your skills. And it was through these informational interviews, I got one medical association, and I started getting more and more medical associations. But what I discovered was I couldn't get employees to stay. And that's when I started hiring people with severe disabilities, quadriplegics, people who are quadriplegic, paraplegic, uh, cancer, uh, you, you name the condition, disabled vets. And what I discovered is when you hire people with barriers, they stay. And um, then I went to this amazing conference for women business owners. And the conference was on the gift of government contracts. It's a a venue for providing good jobs. Mm -hmm. Jobs that have stability and jobs that have competitive wages and benefits. So um, in answer to your question, I started it out of the most fearful time of my life. And many of the lessons I learned is sometimes what seems to be the worst time in your life can turn out to be the best. Oh, my gosh. I know your your story that you shared with me parallels that exactly. Yeah. Um, I love that it came in a whisper for you. And I love that that whisper was so specific. And I love that you listened because, um, you know, people that are in positions like yourself and mine, where you own a business and it does, you know, pretty good. Um, so they think a lot of luck is involved and I'm not going to say that luck is necessarily not there, but I always look at luck as more of a recognizing of the opportunities. And sometimes people think that you have to fall into it, but it is about the listening and, and kind of crafting something around that is what those are the opportunities that to look for. And if you're not listening, if you're not kind of, like you said, just in a quiet moment, you're going to miss some great opportunities that may lead you to something that's even greater. So I love that you shared that so much. That is just such a perfect, perfect story. So thank Absolutely. you for that. You're welcome. And uh, Pearl, it's amazing. But one thing that I've noticed too, as we're, we're backing up into your life a little bit, that you also have a fair amount of experience in marketing as well. So that means you are really a creative person. That's which is why I wanted to have you on the podcast because you can't be, you cannot be in marketing and not be creative in some regard. So what did you do as a kid that was really fun and creative that kind of started you down a path of marketing? Uh, I loved art and I (laughs) loved painting Mm -hmm. and I still do. And uh, we have a grandson and he loves to paint with me and that gives me like immense joy. Uh, Both my daughters are artists and I think it was because when they were little, we used to sit around the table and do artwork together. I love that. that. And And I know you like to paint too. I do. I do. And I have a degree in art and I got lost in my own path. You know, I started down marketing and then I started this business, but now I'm back to painting. So I, I love that it's back. 
it's, I feel like I've kind of left a part of me behind. Yeah. Um, so I went back and got her and, and we're painting again. Good. And it's so joyous because it it's, so joyous. Like, <laughs> it's, it's really not is. business. It's, it's just joy. It is. And are you, uh, painting for joy now or are you just painting? Like, are you painting with your daughters at all? Or your, your grandchild or are you doing uh, any of uh, that? I, I, so this is an excuse because there are things that That's I'm just okay. dying to do. <laughs> there are things I'm dying to do, which is I'd like to do a lot more painting. Uh, but one thing that's fascinating is when you paint with a four-year-old, there's an art to putting yourself in the brain of a four-year-old because uh, I don't know about you, Catherine, but I always worry uh, that when I do my artwork, oh, it's not good enough. It's just yeah. not good enough. And a four-year-old paints like, who cares? Right. <laughs> who cares? This is what I'm doing. So what if you don't like it? I, I just love that joy and the awe of painting side-by-side side a four-year-old. I because love it that. Brings out, it brings out the inner four-year-old. Absolutely. absolutely. And, we need, and I, I always encourage people, too, is we're not really sure what you want to do, sit next to a kid and see what they're doing because they're just doing things to kind of get it out of them, you know? And painting is one of yeah. them. And um, as you were telling that story, I was thinking about some of the best pieces that I've done. Some of my most favorite things are when I had no idea what I wanted to do. When I got really focused, I'm like, okay, this has got to be good. And I get really picky. It never turns out, but I'm like, if I feel something and I have to get it out of me, it's always the best pieces that I've done. So yeah. I think there's a lot of great information in just that, you know, just kind of get down to that four-year-old and start kicking yeah. it out. <laughs> totally. I'm there. Did you do other things besides painting or were you uh, crafty in general? Uh, no, but Catherine, uh, interestingly enough, when we talk about things I do for fun, um, you, there's a, an organization town called Center for New Directions. Yes. And I taught a course there called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And it's just out of passion and joy. And I know you and I are both really committed to helping women business owners any mm -hmm. way we can. Right. So then they asked me to do a life mission workshop, which I just did. And Catherine, it was so joyous um, working through an, ex an internal excavation of what were the things that brought joy to the people in my workshop. And there was one woman who was like a prominent banker in town and she was very poor growing up. And she shared that the greatest joy in her life was playing Monopoly oh, with her I grandfather. Love it. I love and it. how if you tap into what gives, and this taps into your question, when you tap into what gave you great joy as a child, mm -hmm. those are keys to finding your passion. Absolutely. And that's what this podcast is all about. And I want uh, people to really do that, you know, that digging to get to where that kid was and just say what, I mean, before someone told you to get to work, before you were given chores, before you were, or maybe you were given chores at a young age. I, I shouldn't yeah. say that because we were, um, but before you were really told to buckle down, what did you do that was incredibly fun and joyous and you could just, you know, you were living your best life at that time. And sometimes it is the smallest things like, you know, playing a game or it, I, I mean, some people were just like, I used to love to collect rocks or I used to, you know, make yeah. mud pies, right? I mean, it's super simple stuff, but it was so expressive and it just made you, you know, maybe it was tactile. Maybe it was, you know, just, uh, and you know, going to the art museum as a kid or something, but 
it's always something that was just pure joy for you. And it's might be just have been a moment. It might've been a period of your life, but that's something to tap back into that. If you can't weave it into your job, you can do it in your spare time if you can possibly do that. Um, So Catherine, one experience that had a lifelong impact on me was um, my father, I was born in Germany and my father never came here. And uh, my father had all kinds of issues. (laughs) And um, uh, so on a comical note, he used to run a business of selling men's clothing at these big festivals in Germany. Mm -hmm. And he would take me with him. Well, in the middle of the day, he would take a nap at the bottom of the, on the floor of the booth and he would leave. And I was eight years old and Catherine, he left me in charge of sales. So I had these big farmers come up and I would take a tape measure and I would measure them and I would do the sale from beginning to end. My father would wake up and there would be all this money in his um, he had this, uh, metal box that he kept uh-huh. the money in and Catherine, that was so formative for me because I loved the art of the sale and yeah. that has had such a huge impact because, um, when I'm not running the day-to-day business, I'm selling and I know you do too. Right. Right. There's just something about, you're, you know, offering some help to somebody, you know, like you have a need. I think I can help you. And let's walk through yeah. the process. You know, it, there's just something very fun about that. Yeah. But I, I, we so I Yes, but I think we, you and I are both tapping into what was it about our childhood that was so formative? And I remember you telling me you won an art contest. I did. And you got to buy supplies. You got to buy supplies. I did. And that was such a validation. Oh my God. Yeah. That was the, that was the game changer. And then that's when I started really stepping in to who I was. And the other thing that I I have not mentioned is, um, when I was younger, because I, I knew I could draw now, you know, people were told me that I could draw. Um, I entered that contest that, um, uh, gosh, I want to say it's Kellogg, but I'm hoping I'm right with that, but they were giving away Schwinn bikes for the best drawings. And I got a, I won a bike, which was crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, well, talk I about validation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Catherine, the process of teaching this course on finding your life mission, it caused me to, because the whole course is about an internal excavation yes. at different periods of your life. What were outstanding it, moments of recognition of pure joy? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And just so people are aware, when you're talking um, about new directions, that is people that are in need of a new direction. They, they might have gone down a path that they're uh, less than happy with, we'll say, and they just need a little direction to get back out. So I, I'm so excited that you're doing that. It's a great program. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. So can I, yeah, I think that's one of the things that you do for fun then now is... <laughs> to go through these processes with, uh, you know, people to kind of redirect them, you know, based on your own experience too, because you kind of got yourself down an alley, if you will, and were able to kind of turn yourself around and get in the right direction. Uh, Catherine, what brings me joy, just like what brings you joy. When you talked about the joy of selling, it's helping people find answers. My greatest joy is using my personal journey in whatever form that is in terms of helping people 
find their way. I mean, for years, I taught this course on feeling fear and doing it anyway. And when the Center for New Directions asked me to do, you know, find your life purpose, I just felt I was being tapped on the shoulder. Uh, so it brings me great joy as a volunteer to volunteer, to share my stories, share services that help people find that aha moment. Right. And Mary, you're a very giving person. What other um, organizations have you worked with? Probably all those same ones you do. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, so uh, the Women's Small Business Accelerator yes. has my heart. Uh-huh. Um, I've I've had the gift of getting to mentor some incredible business women there. Yeah. So that has just been a pure joy. I've been active with political lobbying because a lot of women don't know that what happens in your state government could ha- absolutely have an impact. Um, I've been working with the Ohio Women's Coalition, which you're a part of, and the NABO Public Policy, National Association of Women Business Owners. Uh, Catherine, I think you were with me when we lobbied the governor. Yes. Yes, we were. Right. We were so together through, for that. Through our collective work, we've helped realize uh, last time I saw $20 million in loans, low interest loans to women and minority business owners. So I, I, I think that we're kindred souls and just passionately loving to help women find their way because it wasn't easy for us. No, no. And I think sometimes when you walk through that fire, you do get you know a little scarred and it's a little easier to kind of step into that space. And I don't know how you're wired, but for me, if I see injustice or something that's unfair or, you know, you know, you see the potential in somebody, you, you start looking around, you're like, is anyone else going to say anything? Because if not, I, yeah. I'm going to say something. I'm, I'm really getting hot in my seat right now to say something. And yeah. if that gives somebody else help to ha- find their voice too. Um, but we've, we had to be in positions where we had to find our voice and, you know, we survived and now we can do yeah. that for other people too. It's like, if I I'm here for it, if somebody needs a little handholding if to get their voice heard as well. Yes. Yes. So we have a lot of common at a lot of co- in common in terms of what brings us great joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to know what, are you doing right now, other than the volunteering, are you doing anything that's creative or relaxing or it's just, you know, kind of a, an indulgence of yourself that you are do or for yourself that you're doing to unplug from the job and the work and the ask and all of that. So two other passions is I love gardening. Uh, Catherine, I don't know, have you, you've been to my place, right? I have. Where I live. Well, we have a rooftop deck and I love, uh, in the summer, you will find my deck just a haven. It's like a, it's an oasis with gorgeous flowers from one end of our, uh, from one end of our outdoor uh, patio to the next. So gardening. And I deliberately took up golf because I'm not, uh, my whole life, I knew I was never an athlete. I was never someone anyone wanted me on their team. (laughs) And I, I, I love taking up something where I'm overcoming this fear and negative messages. And so golf is just another pure, absolute joy. 
Oh, I love that you're saying that because you're not saying it's a struggle and you feel like you just want to conquer it. You're actually loving it, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am no, I am no way good. And, uh, but I know the politics of how to keep up and just make it joyous. Oh yeah. What's a beautiful walk to start with. Usually the greens are always well kept and you're uh, all around. Do you not, not, do you go out by yourself so you can just learn the game better? Or do you have a gang of women that you take out? (laughs) Well, I only have one woman. And then on my bucket list is to join. I have to, I have to find a, a, a golf league that's non-competitive, which is really hard to do because people, t- and, and the thing is, is if anyone's competitive, they'll feel really good with me because I, I'm not competitive. I just love it. You'll make them look like, fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then Catherine, I started writing and yes. I have this book. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, have you started writing your book too? I have. I have. And it's a little bit about this philosophy, this podcast, and a little bit of my story. So yeah, I need to kind of uh, narrow that focus down a little. Because right now I just have a lot of words on a bunch of pages and I got to kind of get it organized. Yours is closer. So let's talk about that. Yeah. um, So golf, art, writing, what they all three have in common is, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing. I, 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 okay, here's the deal, and anyone listening to this will relate to this. And it, it even applies in business of, in the back of my mind, and I have to like shake that out of my head, in the back of my mind is, oh, you're not good enough. You're, you're not good enough. And that is a destabilizer and it's a barrier. Mm-hmm. And I had that with my book, but unfortunately I have an editor. And if you need the name of an editor, I'm happy to share it. Okay. But she keeps saying, everyone has an individual story and no story is like yours. And because of that, every story is special. I love that. So, um, I, I started the book over a year ago. It's in a, uh, it's in a next to the final draft. So, uh, Catherine, I, golf, art, and writing, I keep having this inner voice saying, don't listen. Don't give any attention to that negative voice because you have that negative voice and it derails you in everything oh, yeah. you do. And everybody it, does have it. So I don't want people to think, oh, it's just me. Everybody has that voice. And um, what I've been learning about the brain and things like that is that that's put in place to protect you sometimes. And we can't always listen to it for everything, but sometimes it just is there to just say, you know what, be careful, be careful, but it it doesn't have to rule your entire conversation in your head, but we all have it. And just understand, you might've just talked back to this person and say, you know what, I know I'm not great at it, but I'm going to be, or I know I'm not great at it, but I love it anyway. You know, like you were talking about painting and stuff like that. Um, it's like, I, I might not be the next Picasso. I may never sell another thing, but you know, I, I love doing it. And this is my outlet. I think what you just said is the golden nugget of this whole podcast. And, and, and I just want to share the story of this woman. I randomly met at an event. This was a woman who was very successful in Wall Street. Then she got married and had kids 
and she decided to take a painting. And now she's in museums and she has art galleries carrying her work. And I said, help me understand this. How did you get from Wall Street to being a full-time painter in galleries, in museums? And she said, one transferable skill. And that is the gift of sales. Because on Wall Street, you pick up that phone and you get nose, 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 nose. And I, Catherine, I still do cold calls. I still have people saying, I don't really want to talk to you. I don't need you, blah, blah. But what I found fascinating about her story is that she is living her life with passion and she's making lots of money mm-hmm. and she's just using a transferable skill, but she doesn't have these negative voices. But getting back to childhood, what she told me is she grew up in a really dysfunctional, painful home that was poor. She had an alcoholic, abusive father, but her happy place was her painting. There we go. So people listening to this podcast, if they're trying to find, oh, what is my passion? I hope that they take away that look at look at the highlights of your childhood early adolescence or different parts of your life and try to narrow in on what did you joy that, what did you do that was joyous? Yes. And how does that translate into what you could be doing now? Right. And just start a little at a time. I mean, you don't have to necessarily say, well, now I'm an artist and I'm going to buy all the paints. Yeah. You know, start doodling during meetings. (laughs) Yes. And see how you feel about that. And then you can kind of slowly ease into it because maybe that'll be enough or maybe you'll want more. Um, But yeah, I encourage everybody to go down that path because life is not about work. You know, we, we give 40 hours a week to it. That's plenty. You know, don't, don't think like it's going to be a game changer. But what I like too about talking about this in business as well is if you do take that time, to paint, to draw, to work in the garden or something like that. That's sometimes when the best ideas come. That's where the business goes. And I really think that that's been a key to a lot of the people that I've been talking to on the podcast is that they they grant themselves that gift of doing something else that they're happy about. And then they can kind of come in like like a crazy person. I got the idea. I'm refreshed. I know what we're going to do. And the creative problem solving becomes a lot easier. Yes. Um, speaking of which, that reminds me of a documentary I saw on the Wright Brothers. Oh, Did you okay. ever see that? Uh, so they were the Wright Brothers. I don't know which one. They were struggling with a design idea over and over and over and over, and they could not get the plane to take off. Mm-hmm. And one day, the two brothers were talking, and one of them was playing with a matchbox the old fashioned big cardboard matchbox. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as he's twisting it around in his hand, just having a non-work discussion, suddenly the answer came with how he twisted the matchbox because that gave him the understanding of what you need to do to the wing of the plane to get it to soar. Perfect. That's and he perfect. wasn't working. Nope. Yeah. So that's, that's a great example of how it all works. And we really kind of deserve that too. I mean, we've gone through a lot in the last few years and people do every day. I mean, life is life. So, you know, just grant yourself that time. Life is struggle. It is. Life is struggle. (laughs) So that, that time to, you know, that's 
what makes us human are those creative things and those fun things and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, let's, let's do more of that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, now we're in agreement then. (laughs) We are. (laughs) Well, Mary, you're one of my very favorite people. I appreciate your time. I know you're a very, very busy person. Um, I cannot wait for your book to come out because I will definitely mention it on all of my social media when it does and buy a copy myself. Um, and I, I just cannot be more grateful for you to not only be in my life, but for doing this podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, Catherine, it's mutual. And my greatest hope is just one person gets something out of this conversation. Yay. Absolutely. We've affected one life. We've affected (laughs) one life positively, but it was a joy. And this is the highlight of my day. By the way, is that one of your paintings behind you? It is. It is. I love the colors. Oh, thank you. Is that abstract? Yes. Yes, it is. Wonderful. Well, Catherine, a joy. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the podcast. The Secret Art of Business is supported by Portfolio Creative. Portfolio Creative is a recruiting and staffing company specializing in finding marketing talent. Go to PortfolioCreative.com to get started in finding your next marketing person or your next job. We are experts. We are creative. We are good humans. Please subscribe or follow this podcast to get the latest episodes. And let me know if there's someone you think of that would be a great guest on the show. Here we can build a community that believes creativity and drive can work together.